0: Ready for some real wedding talk? Welcome to The Aisle Podcast, run by the ladies of BTS Event Management, a luxury wedding planning and design company. We vow to be true and uncut, so you'll get all the expert knowledge on all the crazy topics that you might walk into while planning your big day. We work with some of the who's who for their weddings. Professional athletes, top influencers, celebrities, and politicians all come to us for their wedding planning and design. And we're here to share all the nitty-gritty details with you. So grab your mom, your best friend, or your groom-to-be, and let us walk with you down the aisle for this crazy wedding planning journey. Welcome back to the aisle for episode 14. Today, later on in the episode, we're going to get into a lot of details on being a woman in business. This is a blessing. This is an amazing thing. This is something that I literally as a young girl would have never thought I would have grown to become. But now that I'm here, I would love to share some of the pain points and the ways that I deal with them. More specifically, because in this past week, I have been in some weird kind of situations that have reminded me that sometimes it kind of sucks because (laughs) we're still in a place, even though it's 2024, where is just not equal, but, um, before I get too much into it, because I really want to share my opinions on this, let's follow the flow of the show. So, personal life, life is great. I've been committed to minimalizing any stressors in my life. I've been committed to really focusing on a work life balance and no means or way figured this all out or come up with a master plan for everything. But I am extremely proud of myself because. I, I've, I'm, I'm doing good. I'm doing better. You know, I've had a lot of kind of weird things happen in the past couple of years that have taken me to places where I didn't like really how my life was going, like how stressful it felt. Um, and this year I said, you know what? Enough is enough. This isn't going to happen anymore. And now here we are in February and I've done a really good job at committing to this on the downside, just in full transparency, I don't feel like I'm getting as much done on a day-to-day basis as I usually do. Uh, I've been kind of hard on myself about that, but there again, I have to circle back around and say, that's okay. You know, you don't have to do a thousand things at once. You don't have to, you know, follow these deadlines that you've made up in your own mind. It's okay. If it's a little bit behind, there's no, Award in heaven for getting everything done in a very, very short period of time. So I'm also reminding myself of that. I'm just making sure that, you know, my kiddos and my partner and my overall personal health and fitness are attended to just as much as my business and my passion for weddings and wedding planning and uh, making sure that I'm pouring into things as equally as possible. And I like it here. I definitely. I like the space. We're, we're doing great. My oldest daughter is um, turning 18 and I can't really describe or accurately like communicate how this all feels and like put it into words. It's like this moment of being like so joyful and proud and excited. And then it's mixed with like this really deep sadness and like, loneliness in a sense. I don't know if that's the right word. Maybe fear of like losing her. Like, oh my God, she won't need me as much. I don't really know what or how to say this, but it's it's entering into a new phase of life where she's like, quote unquote, an adult. I don't know why 18 is the magic age that America has deemed people to be adults, because I think I made some of the worst decisions in my life between the ages of 18 and 24. But I, I mean, maybe that's a part of it. Maybe that's just the part of it all. You know, I always look at that time and I'm like, you know, you're just you're just not equipped with the right tools to make good des- decisions. You know, you need a little bit more life behind you. But maybe that's how you get that life behind you. I don't know. I, again, don't have it all figured out. I just know that this has been a weird time. It's just been weird. But I feel like I've done a great job in setting her up for success. I feel like she is one heck of a young lady. I mean, she has a really, really good head on her shoulders. And it's time for her to, to start her her adult journey. I know in my heart of hearts, it's best to kind of release the reins and, you know, stand around as a guard in case anything happens, like a little shield for her. And I just have to trust that everything that I have taught her is going to, you know, continue to resonate with her, which I'm sure it will. We're we're really close. So all good stuff, just entering into a new little phase. So for all the mamas out there, most of our audience either is just entering into marriage or maybe newly in marriage and having like little ones. And of course, everyone's going to tell you it goes by so fast. And it's weird because it really goes by so freaking fast. All right, let's go into uh, the BTS recap. So this is our year guys. 2024 is just, it's starting off right. It's shining bright. It's not like the last couple of years that we've had it. And, and granted, I, I talk bad about them, but like they were really great years too. It's just they were hard years. They were lesson years, they were learning years. And as important as lessons and learning are, it's hard. It's not easy. And this year we're putting all of those lessons in those learned pillars and we're we're climbing on them and we're we're doing amazing. We've had nothing but absolute magic and blessings and wonderfulness happen so far. And I just couldn't be more excited. Claire and I just actually did a very, very successful trip in Tulum. We have a wedding coming up there this summer. We did venue tour, tasting, mock-up. And then we even squeezed in a little visit with our friends over at Bannon Tree in the Mayakoba area, which is in Cancun. And um, we have a bride who's potentially interested in that property, which is obviously, as you all know, probably my favorite property ever. So hopefully that works out. So it was a very successful trip. Let's see, we have our Galentine's event coming up. Then right after that, I fly out to LA for another planner's Galentine's event, which I'm super excited about. Grand Villas just invited us all out for a vacation just to enjoy the property because of the amount of work that we do there. And that's super exciting. I mean, I just can't stop counting the greatness and the blessings that have really come into us. And I just want to share because I feel like pouring into positivity and sharing positivity really is contagious for one and magnetic for two. And those are very important things. So Please excuse any little rant or rabbit hole or anything that I may get into, but I just really have to talk about this because it's important and it's really something that I know a lot of people deal with being a woman, not a lot of people deal with a lot of women deal with. (laughs) So first I want to start off by saying I wholeheartedly believe in gender roles. I I wholeheartedly believe that a man's strength in the household and in the family and in relationships is to be a provider and a protector and I wholeheartedly believe that a woman's strongest point is to be a nurturer and a caretaker and you know of a family and in a relationship but I also believe that a mom that's a nurturer can follow a path of passion and determination to fulfill a goal or a dream in business. I, I don't really see why one has to be true and the other can't because I've, I've done it and I've lived this life and I have done it. I have three of my own children and two stepchildren. And I, I've done it. Uh, it's not easy, but it is absolutely possible. But the way the world is set up, it's real, real difficult. So uh, let's see, what's the best way to say this? Because I don't want to come across as a, a person that is sitting here saying like, a woman is just as equal as a man, because I don't feel like there's an equal Quality when you compare a woman and a male, I believe that we should all be treated with respect. I believe that we should all be heard. I believe that we all should be considered just as equally, but I do not feel that a man and a woman are, are equal counterparts. I believe we have our own strengths. So I don't know where I fall into on this debate um, because I, I believe in gender roles But I believe in the fact that we should all be heard and respected in the same boat. So meaning in the sense, let me kind of get into a couple examples here, because there is a difference between a man and a woman in business in the sense where if I were to work in corporate America and Jimmy John next to me is on the same level as me, there are going to be times when I get a call from the school and I need to leave because my son is sick. And there are gonna be times when my daughter's nanny is not able to work and I need to work from home. And and maybe Jimmy John has the same situation, but most likely he doesn't. Most likely he maybe doesn't have children or most likely he has Mary Jo at home, which is his wife that is able to cover in these situations. It's tricky. We're not the same. You know, we're not exactly the same. I don't believe that I should be pegged for those things by any means or, or dinged in a sense. But I do believe that if me and Jimmy John are now in a conference room and I have an idea that I want to share that I need to be listened to and considered just as much as if Jimmy John (laughs) enters in and has an idea and is looking to be considered. In that moment and in that instance, I don't feel that that there's, there's an equality in respect and in, in being heard. I hope that what I'm saying is clear and coming across in the right sense, because I, I really do feel like my views are not hard left or hard right on this, but I am looking for a way to really kind of carve out a path to where my thoughts and my ideas are heard and respected just as much as any male counterpart would be. That makes sense. I wish I could hear you guys back here. I wish this was an open discussion because recently, I was actually in a business meeting in pertains to the venue that I'm opening. And the owner of the building was there, and male owners of another company were there. And myself and my business partner, both females in business, were there. And if I could just have a video camera to record the way that the male owners were treated in the sense in the way that me and my business partner were treated, it was just a world of difference. And it wasn't anything where i would go into too much detail on but it was a big reminder to me that i have been in these similar situations in the entire history of building my business and becoming a successful business woman and it's a lot you know it's it's a lot to deal with so i'll kind of go into another example because then maybe this this is a little bit more clarity there's a gentleman that has always worked in resorts. And I've met him at the very, very, very early on point in my career. His name is Greg. So Greg um always works in resorts and sells the event spaces. And he's he's quite charming and quite likable. And throughout the years of us working together, our clients, our couples, and maybe our couples' parents would always really, really rely on what Greg would say over what I would say. So for instance, if I create a floor plan, father of the bride is like, let's just talk to Greg and see if he thinks this fits. Like, okay, sure. Absolutely. Let's talk to Greg. Let's see. Or if I have an idea about a band that I think should absolutely be hired, then it's, well, let's talk to Greg. Let's see what his opinions are. And the funniest part about this is that Greg, he comes to me for things like, Hey, do you think that this would fit? So you know ironically enough people are going to him being the male strong i got it all figured out person when greg actually relies on me for the ideas and the confirmations and the verifications for things so uh, you know people i i present the ideas couples go to him he then side texts me or calls me to Say, hey, this is right, right? Yeah, absolutely. Great. Yeah, that's right. And then he speaks and it's it's much more listened to. Why does this happen? I don't know. And it it's not just this one situation, these are just situations that have happened and occurred to me over and over and over throughout over a decade of time in doing this. And and I know that I'm not the only one this happens to because I work around women business owners all the time we talk about it all the time that it, it we're just not considered as credible or taken as seriously as uh, when a man is in the same exact position and sometimes in a lower position than us and and it's weird and it's I'm I'm not sure exactly why it happens but it does and i think that i really 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 look forward to a time when this is not a thing anymore you know we're we're in a a great transition phase i feel like as a country in a whole in the sense of sexism and racism and uh, you, you know we're we're transitioning we're transitioning from a time when there's one race one gender one religion that's Dominant, and we're going into a time frame when we're accepting a lot more and we're looking for a lot more. I can't say that we live in in a world where we've got everything all figured out and we don't because we've relied on this one demographic to lead for forever. It's not even for so long, It's, it's forever. Forever, we have relied on that, and we're very much so in a point in time where we are going into another era. And and it's great and it's beautiful and it's not going to happen overnight. And I understand that, but I'm just looking forward to the time when it actually does happen. So besides the situations when you're in a room sitting at a conference table and not being heard or seen or listened to or respected to as much as a male, when you're a female, there's also a, a whole other side of this when you're being labeled. I'll give you an example. If I'm frustrated, and I have to speak a little bit more stern and I have to kind of puff my chest out a little bit more in order to get my point across. Now, all of a sudden I'm difficult. I'm a bitch. I'm aggressive. I'm rude. I'm emotional. You know, those are the things that I am when a male does these same things, you know, speak sternly, no means no kind of thing. No, absolutely. This is what's in your contract and this is what you will abide by. And they are, they are listened to, but a female says, no, this is what's in your contract. And this is what you need to buy by. And it's, oh, well, you're just difficult. And I'm going to speak to my lawyer about this. That's fine. You know, I, I hope your lawyer is a woman. I I don't know what to tell you, but it's just, it's very strange to me that a woman is then labeled as being difficult. I myself am a very no nonsense kind of person. And I absolutely will tell you, no, this is the way it is. And I have, I have an absolute reputation for being extremely difficult and extremely bitchy or aggressive but in my in me my own demeanor I'm not at all I'm not at all of these kind of people I'm actually really passive in everything in my life aside from business and I'm actually very even killed with everything in my life aside from business but you would never know these things because it as in business you know I am very rough around the edges and I am very firm and uh, I just, I, I think it's, it's just quite interesting. So I wanted to go on this big old rant and I am so sorry if none of this makes sense. And if this is kind of going down just some crazy rabbit hole, but I feel like it's important. And I feel like, you know, this is, there's, there are going to be people that relate to this. And I wanted to follow up with this, with some advice and some things that I do in order to cope, because I'm fully in understanding that I'm not going to change the world, but I am fully understanding that I can control what I do. So my biggest pieces of advice are when I get into situations, I bite my tongue. I bite my tongue a lot, like literally physically just bite it and hold off on reacting immediately because it's very important to compose yourself It's very important to articulate effectively. And the reason is, is because of my last point that I talked about, about how easy it is to incur labels of being overly emotional or a bitch. So it's important to make sure that you bite your tongue. You don't need to speak right then. You need to speak once you have all of your thoughts together biggest piece of advice and something that has helped me so much. Next is visualize. Visualize your situations, visualize your settings, and know that history will always repeat itself. So if you have been in an important meeting and you have been brushed off and you have been ignored and you have been um, undermined, it's going to happen again. And pay attention to the type of people that it happens with. And prepare yourself for it and make sure that when you're going into those things, of course, like in any situation, you're prepared and you've done your research and you're you know, ready to say you, your things that you need to say. But in those types of situations, do it more, prepare more, research more, be 10 times ahead of what you typically would be. It's unfortunate that you would even need to get yourself in those mindsets, but it's beneficial. And the people that put in the most work are the people that are heard the most and the people that get the furthest. So although it's not fair, I get it. It's not fair, but it's reality and it helps. It really, really, really helps. Also get really good at reading the room, understand who the clear leader is. It's very easy to always pinpoint who the clear leader is. And this could be in an actual office business setting. And this could also be in a small meeting where, you know, that father of the bride is the clear leader in this, and he's going to be the one that makes the determinations or maybe it's the groom or maybe it's the bride, whoever it is, read the room and understand who that clear leader is and make sure that you're putting an effort to make relatable conversations and points and kind of, in a sense, bonding moments with this person. You don't want to do it too much to where you appear to be needy and in their face, but you want to do it in a sense to where you're building a rapport on a small scale. So those, those key things, like maybe this person went to Michigan State for college. Hey, you know, I, I did see the Rose Bowl and it, it was, it was a great experience and this, 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 whatever it might be, um, make those connections and, and bond with that leader it's it's beneficial in a sense where you're much more likely to have a, a standing ground when you have an in with the leader next it show up show up over and over and over and over again show up to those uncomfortable situations show up in the uncomfortable conversations if you say something that gets annoyed say it again say it again if you're getting ignored say it again and sh- like, that's what I mean by show up, show up over and over and over and hear my voice. And if you're feeling like you're getting passed over, show up again, do it again, say it again. There's no harm in it. There's no foul in it. This is something that I have done my entire life. I'd say it again. I do it again. I come in again. I do it over and over and over again, because in my mind, if you've ignored me once, Fine, I'll take that, but you won't ignore me again. <laughs> you absolutely won't. Those are my biggest piece of advice as far as the labeling goes, like the over emotional and difficult and all those things. Accept it. Just accept, accept that it is what it is. You can't change that. You can you just can't change other people's opinions on it, but you can change the way that you look at things, and you can under you can change the frustration levels that you experience with this. Don't look at it as a bad thing. I've accepted it. You're damn right I'm difficult. Absolutely. Oh, oh. I'm I'm difficult? Yeah, yes, I am difficult. But you know what? If I was easy, you wouldn't know who I was. (laughs) You'd have no idea. So I've accepted difficult and I've accepted all the other labels and all the other terms. Yeah, absolutely. You think I'm this, this, and this? Let me show you more. (laughs) Let me show you even more of this person that, that you speak of. Those are the biggest things that I, I think that I have done and implemented in my life in order to understand and get through this all. There's, there's really just no fixing, you know, there's no fixing or changing the world overnight. Um, but you can talk about it and you can get pointers from other people. You can bring up, you can bring it up. You can bring it to people's attention in a sense, and, and we can make changes. It it just doesn't happen you know, from one day to the next. And you cannot control other people. You can only control yourself. So those are my biggest kind of takeaways in this situation. Earlier in this episode, of course, I talked about my daughter turning 18. And, you know, she's this very strong willed gal. She has an entrepreneur spirit as well. And my biggest wish is just that as she finishes college and gets a seat at the table, that, in the next couple of years this just gets better and better and we just keep on heading into a world to where when she sits at a table the volume for a female speaker and the volume for a male speaker is just the same and it's not just the good old boys club anymore you know that there's actually a little more spice and variety going on that's it that's my opinion on this all um, okay, let's switch into questions from a DM. So our topic for this week is any advice for writing my vows? Yes, I do. I have lots of advice for writing vows. If you have followed us for a while, you know, I've I really strong opinions on this. So let me just kind of recap my biggest points and the opinions that I always give pieces of advice that I always give to people whenever they ask. So Number one, I'm not a fan of jokes during ceremony. I'm not a fan of uh, this being a lighthearted kind of um, happening. I am a huge fan of this being the most important part of the wedding. Maybe I'm just old school. I'm not sure what it is, but I just don't really get the jokes. I don't really get the inside jokes. I don't get the the actual jokes. I feel like just in life in general, you have to really have a talent for commanding a crowd in order to... Effectively get jokes across to the masses. So, I think that if you do have that talent, maybe maybe you do want to lean into it. But not everybody does. So, for the most part, I feel like just kind of avoid that in all sense. I always recommend starting to talk about when you met your partner, bringing in where you're at now, and bringing in how you see your future and the rest of your life with this person. I feel like those are good pillars to write your vows and to kind of confess your love for the person that's standing in front of you during your ceremony. I feel like it's important to get a little deeper than surface level or kind of like general statements. Um, you know, of course, it's super easy to be like, I'll love you forever. Like, yeah, yes. <laughs> we all, yes, that's, that's the goal. That's what we're all going for. But how is this different from loving like, your best friend forever? You know, how is this different? And I would get into those kind of details. I always say you want to kind of keep it short, but you don't want to cut too much out because it's important. What you have to say is important. You want to just make sure that this is meaningful. So if you take these points that I just said, jot them down and then start just kind of branching off from them and putting thoughts on a paper, you'll start to get a lot of ideas on things that you want to incorporate. And then when you take those ideas and put it into like sentence form and paragraph form, it all folds together really well. So those are my biggest points for writing your own vows. All right, guys. Well, thanks so much for walking down the aisle with us today. Join us here every other Tuesday as we talk all about weddings and in today's instance, women in business. (laughs) So if you want to hear more, tune into Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or Google Play. Make sure you subscribe to the aisle and be sure to give us a five-star rating and a positive review as it really, really helps us in all of these techie algorithms on getting our word out and our show out to more and more viewers. All right, y'all, thank you so much. We'll talk to you later.